0: And I want you to say this with me. Say, Lord, let this be a day that's not wasted. I don't want to miss anything you're doing today. I want to be a part of it. I want to be, I want to know exactly what you're saying to me. Open up my eyes to see, open up my ears to hear, and open up my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now, kids, I want you to look at me, all of you up front. <clears throat> There's no reason why any one of you doesn't receive from God today. There's, say this with me, all the kids. Say, there is no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is God moving on the earth. God's not, you know, when you think of God, you just think of a God sitting up in heaven on a throne. God is on the earth by way of the Holy Spirit. And so this morning in this service, you're going to hear a message, but the message, if you will allow it to, will come alive and you can receive the very thing that's being taught this morning. Can you say amen? You say, how do I receive it? By faith. Faith receives from God. Say, God is good. He's got good plans for me. And if I receive them and I believe them, I'll walk in them. But if I don't, someone else will. Amen. So I want everyone to receive today, kids, adults. It doesn't matter who you are. I encourage you to to listen to the word of God and allow it to do something in your life. Last night, I was here and I was praying And as I was walking on the stage, I said, God, what do you want me to tell your people tomorrow morning? I don't want to get up there and just read something. I want to know what you want to tell them. You know who's coming. You know who's registered for the event. You know who didn't register, but they're coming anyway. And I said, Lord, I want to know what you want to tell them. And God spoke to me and he said, I want you to tell my people that I care about them. You say, it, it, that's so simple. Yes, it's that simple. I came here today to tell you that God cares about you. Say, God cares about me. I'm going to read some stuff from the Bible today. Is that okay? Awesome. 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 7. I'm just going to read this quickly. You don't have to turn there. If you have a Bible, you don't have to turn there. 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all of your worries and all of your cares to God because he cares for you. I'm going to say that one more time. Give all of your cares to God because he cares for you. Every single thing you're worried about and everything you care about this morning, we're going to give it to God. And what's going to happen when you take what you're worried about and, you, and what you care about and you give it to God, you no longer carry the load and the weight of what it is that you're worried about and what you care about and the peace that Pastor Nick talked about in the beginning is going to come upon you and go with you out of this place. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say, I'm going to walk out of here with peace. Say, I'm going to walk out of here with the joy of the Lord. One more scripture that I want to just give the foundation of what I'm going to talk about today, and then we're going to move on. Matthew chapter 11. Don't worry, guys. We have kids. We, we, we teach kids the Bible all the time in our programs, and they, they love the Word of God. People will say, how how can you get kids to listen to the word of God? It's It's the power of God that draws their attention. They're actually hungry. The kids are hungry for God. And we can learn something from following their example. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, then Jesus said, this is Jesus talking. He said, come to me. Say, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are, who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Say, Jesus, the Son of God, asked me to come to him. And he said, if I come to him, My life is going to get easier. The things that stress you out and the things that worry you, the things, kids sometimes will come to me. I, I don't even understand how kids think like this. They'll come up to me and they'll be like, Pastor Chris, and I'm like, yes, what's going on? They're like, I'm so stressed. And I'm like, what do you mean you're stressed? You're eight. What are you stressed about? I'll tell you why kids are being stressed at eight, because their parents are stressed. Parents are worried about things. Parents are, what you, what you're worried about in your house, kids start to become worried about in their life. And it doesn't take long. It doesn't, they don't wait till they're 30. They start mimicking. They're like parrots. What, what, what people say in the house starts to come out of their mouth. So you have kids come to you and they're stressed. I'm like, listen, you're not stressed. You're okay, God. And then we teach them about the Lord and how God actually causes you to be different than everybody else. Does it mean that stuff, challenges don't come that can stress you out? No, they still come. It's just you don't get stressed out. And say this with me. Say, say the, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. And so you might not even want to say those things, but they just, they just come out of your mouth. You're, you're with your kids. You get a bill in the mail and the the stress of the bill and the tension of the money having to come out of your account. It's so heavy to you that it comes out of your mouth. And then so we have kids that are dealing with heavy things. There is children that go through things that are heavy. Is this true? Because the devil's not he's, not, he's not a respecter of persons just like God's not a respecter of persons. So God will give If God will give something to one person, he'll give it to anybody. But the devil's the same way. He don't care how old you are. He comes for one purpose, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came so that you could have life and life more abundantly. God wants every single person here to have a rich, satisfying life. God wants you to be so over-the-top blessed that your life becomes a blessing to every single person that's around you. Can I get an amen? amen? And so rather than your kids walking around talking about how stressed they are, they'll walk around talking about how blessed they are. And I'm telling you today, if you catch what I'm talking about, the blessing of God, you won't have to go looking for blessing. Blessing's going to come look for you. Can you say Amen. If you line up your life with God and you take everything that he made you and created you to be and you will will trust him. Say this to the person next to you. Say, I've got to trust the Lord. Say, you should trust the Lord too. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart. Thanks, babe. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, when you need something, he'll just bring it to you. I'm not out there looking for towels. They're out looking for me. I know it sounds crazy. I'm talking about the truth, people. I, I actually would not be up here preaching if it wasn't the truth because I spent the first 19 years of my life in religion. I spent the first 19 years of my life people telling me about God, but I had no idea that I could have a personal relationship with him. I didn't know that he cared about me. I thought he was busy with everybody else in the world, but I did not know that he actually cared about me. And we can come into a big service like this that's packed out from wall to wall, and we could think that the message that I'm speaking today is is not geared towards you. But I'm telling you, every boy, every girl, every adult in this room, what I'm talking about today is designed specifically to go into your heart. God cares about you. I'm going to go through some scriptures. I want you to say this with me. Say, God cares about my body. Matthew 4, 23 through 24. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of sickness and disease and illness. Oh, but Jesus doesn't heal that type of disease. That wasn't around when Jesus was alive. No, Jesus heals. Say, Jesus heals every kind of illness, sickness, and disease. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have a cold, Jesus wants to heal you. If you have stage four cancer, Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants you to have a healthy body. Why? Because he cares about you. He doesn't just care what you could do for him. He cares about you. He loves you. Say, God is good. good. Devil's bad. Say, health good. Sickness good. sickness Sickness bad. God wants you healthy. God wants you to have a healthy body. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed. What? Yeah, people are possessed. There's people that are carrying some passengers on the inside of them. Whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed, or epileptic, or paralyzed, he healed them all. Every single one. Did he fail? No, Jesus didn't fail. If you came to the Lord with faith and you wanted wanted healing in your body, he healed them all. Don't believe anybody that preaches in the church that God won't heal some. God will heal every person that will come to him in faith. Can you say amen? amen? He's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. Say, God cares about my body. If you came in here today with sickness in your body of any kind, God's going to heal you before you leave the room. I, we had a guy come in here one time with stage four cancer. That's why I brought that up. Stage four cancer. Doctors gave him two weeks to live. This, this was seven years ago now. The doctors gave him two weeks to live. We prayed for him. God touched his body. He has the proof. He has the scans of before, that, that when he had the cancer in his body and after he received prayer. And there's not one trace of a cancer cell in his entire body. And the doctor said it was incurable cancer. Nothing they could do. They told him, you might as well go home and enjoy your family. You might as well go feel heavy and, and go home and just be depressed until you, until you die. But no, God say, God healed him. Seven years later, he's got no cancer in his body. So God cares about your body this morning, and if you have sickness, you're walking out of here heal, out of here, healed. I remember one time, I, I, kids there's kids that struggle with things in their body. And so we have, a, we have an after-school care program here, summer camps before school care. We work with kids. There's a, a girl that came to our program, and her, one of her legs was about six inches shorter than the other leg. Every time she walked down the hallway, she hobbled down the hallway, like, like a big deal, not like some small little limp, like 50. I'm talking about like a big hobble. And so she's walking down, and I remember one time, the compassion of God. I'm watching her walk down the hallway, and I said, God, that's a, I, I've, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the enemy thinking that he can hurt people in this way. And so we have a fresh start. That girl's in the fresh start. The compassion of God came on me. I called her forward, and I had her sit right here on the stage. And with all the kids watching, I said, we're going to pray for you right now, and God's going to grow your leg out. Sometimes you say things, and you're like, what did I just say? And so she's sitting there, we, we, you, you can clearly see, one foot's this long, the other one's this long, and as we pray for her, her leg starts to move, and it grows all the way out until it's the same size as the other leg, and the, all the kids in the room start to go, oh! And so that girl, now still to this day, she's totally healed. She, before, while she walks, she has pain in her back, her spine's messed up, her hip's always hurting. And she'll come and she'll tell you to this day, she has no pain in her body and she walks just fine. Totally healed. Say, God cares about my body. And even if you're not sick, God wants you to have a strong body. Until, all, he, you don't have to die by sickness. That's not the only way to leave out of the earth. Amen? amen? If you live a good life and you're ready to go, God can just pluck you. He don't, God does not put sickness on his children. The devil puts sickness on his children. God removes sickness and disease from our midst. Can you say amen? amen. So he cares about your body. Say this with me. Say, God cares about my well-being. Matthew 6, 25-33, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink, enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to God than the birds? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Say, God cares for me. If God cares for flowers and God cares for birds, you're far more valuable to him than they are. He'll care for you. And then it says, don't worry about things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Say, God cares about my well-being. So he cares about your physical body. He cares about your well-being. God cares about the state of your mind. God cares that you don't walk around in torment all the time. God cares that you don't have thoughts of suicide. God cares that you're not shaming yourself with an accusing voice every single day on the inside of your head. The devil is the accuser. He wants to accuse you. And all he has to do is say things a couple times. I remember when I was growing up and I was in school, I, I was a little chubby because I was short. I didn't grow much until 11th grade, to be honest. I was four foot 11 in 10th grade. It's pretty teensy. And it only took a few times for people to call me fat, it only took a few times for people to shame me before I started to agree with them. And then once I agreed with them, it was over. I gave power to a voice on the inside of my head that never shut up until Jesus came and dealt with it in my life. And I want to let all of you know, there's full-grown adults that you still have a child's voice on the inside of your head shaming you. There's people in here today, with this many people in a room, there's people in here today, you might have eating disorders. You don't eat right. Because you're shamed about the way that you look. That's the voice of the devil and God's going to set you free today. Can you say amen? Why? Because God cares about the state of your mind. God doesn't want you to have a mind that's racing all the time. Are you going to make it? What's going to happen in my life? Are, am I going to enjoy going to that school? Am I, are people going to pick on me? God doesn't want you to think like that. God wants you to think like a victor. Say, I'm victorious in Christ. I'm not a victim. And so God wants to deal with your mind. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Say, God's peace. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. It doesn't actually make sense. When you have the peace of God in your life, things can be going wrong. You can get a bad report, but the peace of God is on the inside of you and you're not moved. Can you say amen? Amen. Say God's God's peace. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ. One time I was at a gas station, and at this, guys, people, are, people will be set free today. I want to encourage you not to be in a rush. We're going we're to do eggs. We're going to have food. We're going to do all the fun stuff, but people are going to be set free today. I want you not to rush God, but lock into what's happening because I feel the presence of God in the room right now, and God wants to set you free. And if you're free already, God wants to use you to set people free. Amen. I was at a gas station one morning. I'm buying a drink at the gas station. I won't tell you what kind of drink because then you're going to be like, you shouldn't drink, that's bad for you. It was a Red Bull. Thanks, son. See? The kids, they just say it like it is. It was a Red Bull. So anyway, I'm at the gas station. I'm buying a Red Bull. I put the thing on the counter and um, I'm checking out and a guy walks in behind me and the cashier says good morning to the guy and the guy, this is what the guy says. He says, you know it's bad when it's nine o'clock in the morning and all you can think about is getting a six pack. And then he starts to giggle. And the compassion, say the care. The care, the care of God by the Holy Spirit rose up in me and I couldn't keep quiet. And I turn around and I said, sir, I know you're laughing and you're acting like you're kidding, but I feel like there's something deep down on the inside of you that's lying to you and telling you that you're a nobody and you're never going to break out of this thing that you're talking about right now. And as I start talking to him, he begins to cry. And he said, hold that thought. And he runs outside. He says, come with me. And so now I have to leave my Red Bull on the counter. It's okay. Okay. And I go outside, because I didn't pay yet. It stop, the Holy Ghost will stop you when you see somebody in need, and the care of God will come upon you to care for them. Can you say amen? amen. And so I went outside. I start, he's like, I want my wife to hear what you're saying. <laughs> so his wife gets out of the car. I start praying with them. They get totally set free by the power of God. They're weeping. They're weeping in the parking lot. And they accept Jesus in their heart. And all of the stuff that was weighing, the guy didn't even buy the beer. He left. He He put the beer down and he left. And him and his wife were so happy that God came and set them free. Can you say amen? And that's what God wants to do today. God will set you up. God will have us put on a whole event just to get you to come sit in the seat for a little while to tell you that he loves you and he cares about you. Amen. Say, God cares about my mind. I'm almost done. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Be quiet. God cares about you being free from the curse of sin and the effects of sin. John chapter 8, 2 through 11. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us to stone such women. Now what do you say? And they were, they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, Where are they? Where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. And so there's things that, if you're honest, you've done things in your life that you probably shouldn't have done. The Bible says we have all sinned. Can I get a witness? Say we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so the devil wants to steal your joy, your peace. The devil wants to steal from your life. He wants to destroy you. He doesn't just want to steal from you. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy the future generations that are going to come from you. But today... If you make a decision with me today to trust in the Lord with all your heart, to come to him, like Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are heavy, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Then whatever the enemy meant to destroy you ends today. And the life of God that comes from how much he loves you will come into your life and you'll never be the same. I want every person in this place, if you would, just close your eyes. God cares about you. God cares about your body, cares about your mind. He cares about your well-being. He cares about your eternal destination. God cares about what happens to you when you die. You see, the devil lies to people, and he says God's not good. If God was good, why would anyone go to hell? I'll tell you why, because God cares about your free will. God cares about your ability to choose. Love does not force its way on anybody. Love gives a choice. And so the reason why people go to hell is not because God sends them there. It's because there's a curse on people's life when they're born, and that's a curse of sin and death. But Jesus came to destroy the curse of sin that leads to death. And the Bible says, Jesus, the one that knew no sin, became sin so that I through him could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That through him, all the cares of your life can come off your shoulders. The heavy burdens that you're carrying can come off of you forever. And you can walk out of here with the peace of God, the love of God, knowing that God's on your side. And if God's with you, if God's for you, who can stand against you? God cares about your soul. King down